Hello and welcome back to the Pilot Ultra Pod. We're on lesson four, sprint four of our five sprint series on thought biases. And remember, when I've talked to you before, we talk about the thought biases being the overarching topic of what we're getting at here. And then our subtopics and lessons are the five distinct areas that both Paul and I are talking about. And you might be asking, who's I? Well, I am James Stewart. I'm part of the Pylon coaching team and I partner up with Paul on these podcasts. Now, talking about Paul, last week, Paul spent some time talking you through egocentric thinking and it was really, really good. And you should spend time now, if you haven't listened to that already, to press pause and go back and listen to it. It will give you a lot of insight that becomes pertinent to the subject I'm going to talk about today. Prior to that, we've talked about overgeneralization and mind reading. And every week, Paul and I will alternate between us on who's going to talk about the topic. And this week, it is me. And I'm going to talk to you a wee bit about the thought bias that is known as musts and shoulds. So what are musts and shoulds in the context of what we're talking about today? So musts and shoulds are definitely something you should be aware of. But what we need to be mindful of is is and everything we talk about as we go through these thought biases and these sprints is that the fun bit is always in the middle where ambiguity exists. And there are things that you must and should do. And there are things that absolutely can fall into that category. So nothing is ever bad when it comes to the stuff that we talk about here. It's all about moderation and recognition of where we're at. So you can't sit just now and say, for example, I must always try my best to be a good human being. And I must try and be a great parent. Of course you should. But what you shouldn't do, to use the words must and should, is judge yourself when you fall short of that standards and allow it to become a negative. And that's why you should be be really aware of must and shoulds because we think about we need to be, I, I must be this and we start to identify in a kind of binary way. And Paul used the brilliant phrase last week when he was describing politics about the footballification of that but sometimes we do that with ourselves where we we either support a certain style or a certain pretense or a certain thing over another and no matter what we start to look for evidence to justify that fandom that we've created over certain things like for example I must use a certain type of equipment when it comes to running I must wear this type of clothes when I go out because all of a sudden you're actually starting to create a limiting identity in that that particular example. And must and shoulds really get tied up on perfectionism though, right? You know, I must be rubbish or I must do this or I must, you know, be part of this movement or I or I will be left out or I should do more of this, whatever it might be, or I should feel like this. And that perfectionism is one of the, the key things as we talked through, particularly um, on overgeneralization on the thought biases earlier, is one we absolutely need to be mindful of. And if you've got yourself in a must or should mindset, it, you can really start to struggle to overcome failure. So for example, it is, is, I must run this race in this time. And then if you don't, all of a sudden it's a failure because you've got that one binary experience or that one binary outcome that you're looking to get from an event. And the same can apply to life and love, right? Where you put these binary thises or thatsies, if that's even a word, maybe we should use that. Maybe we'll call it thises and thatsies in the, the head and who knows. But really we do have that mindset where anything short of must achieve this or should achieve that becomes some sort of failure rather than seeing it as part of that journey. And it's the difference between success and failure can sometimes be learning from failures, which is why it's important that when we have musts and shoulds, because actually sometimes 
it can be okay to have that thinking but not to allow it to then anchor your thought. We can set us up ourselves up for standards that we then create some sort of suffering and pain by not being able to live up to. So musts and shoulds, what is it? Just to give you that summary, is is the way it's described in Julie Smith's book is, is it's relentless and unrealistic expectations that set us up to feel like a failure every day. And that seems really extreme, but at its worst, that's what Julie's saying it is. So for example, I must look perfect, which is already subjective, or I should never do any less than my absolute best, which is also subjective because your best is influenced by a number of different factors. So if you take running performance, for example, let's say your best is a one hour 10k. Yeah, on a day you run an hour and five minutes because you fell over and you hurt your ankle uh, or you didn't get your nutrition right or the course was hillier than you expected or it was warmer than you expected. So instead of looking at that and saying, I must be rubbish now because I didn't beat my one hour standard for that 10k, you could flip that in its head and say, oh my God, despite all that attrition and all that challenge, I still managed to get pretty close to my best performance or my best possible or best potential performance in spite of all the things that I had to work my way through. So instead of judging my performance against a single factor or a single indicator, like time over distance, I'm actually going to judge it on effort, attrition, things that I had to deal with, things that I had to battle with. And then when I look at that, it's one of my most satisfying performances ever. And for me personally, one of the best 100 mile performances I've ever had was a race that I finished second in. I was about 90 minutes off the target that I was looking to run, but I was sick upwards of 20 times during that race. And I still talk about that as one of my proudest achievements in the sense that I finished that race. I still managed to run a really strong time. I was about 15 hours something, and I still managed to smile and enjoy the event and walk away from it with a lot of learning. So instead of saying I must be a failure because I didn't win the race or I didn't run a certain time, I looked at it and went, oh my God, I have actually achieved something today by taking on board all of that challenge and still turning it into what I would deem it as a relative success in the context of what I was trying to achieve today. So sometimes when we have that must and should thinking, it can really cause us to lose the perception and perspective and I talked about that before and we'll talk about it again because fundamentally it is absolutely a part of thought bias tends to be the fact that we get caught up on a thing or a moment. So we've talked a wee bit about what must and shoulds are. I would like to reframe them and if you ask how can I deal with that, how can I recognise it and how can I see myself thinking that way, again it's all about your ability to reflect and take time to say you know, understand when you're having some negative thoughts and having the ability to take time to go, oh, why am I thinking like this? It's the first thing you always want to do. So why am I thinking harsh on myself? Why am I being down on myself? Or why am I perceiving this thing to have gone this way? Because once you do that, you then get in control of, okay, well, what does that mean? And then that's when you move into the next bit. And what I'd like to posit as your way of dealing with musts and shoulds um, is instead of thinking, Instead of instead of thinking with I must do this or I should do that, start to think of it as mays and coulds. So yeah, I may have fallen short, but it could have been this. And you start to reframe your experience of the thing that's causing you to have that really binary must and should all or nothing type thinking, which is actually the next subject we'll go on to. So just to recap on that, when you feel yourself thinking negative of a outcome or a thing or a look or feel, ask yourself why are you having must or should thinking 
and then flip it and say, is it possible that I can now look at this slightly differently instead of it being binary on must and coulds, um, must and shoulds, should I say, actually, could it be a may or a could, and am I actually somewhere in the grey between the black and white of musts and shoulds, and if you are, then you can flip your thinking. So thank you very much for listening to me ramble to you for the last six or seven minutes on the subject of must and shoulds. This is all part of a program of sprints that Paul and I have put together as part of the Pile and Pod for this series. Um, you're on sprint four, go back and listen to the other three. We hope you'll dip in and out as, as and when you need. We see this as a point of need resource, not one that you'll take and never come back to. And we would love to get your feedback. You can get Paul or I on very, very many social media channels. You probably already know where we are, but Paul's at Pylon across all the channels and I'm at James Stewart or James Stewart13 at Instagram and James underscore Stuart13 on Twitter. At Pylon, we offer a range of support for coaches um, and athletes. Please get in touch if you're interested in hearing more. Paul and the amazing coaching team that he has have got some space and Pylon is not for just elite runners, it's for everyone, it's a way of life, Paul talks about it being part of the ultra life and it's very very much part of the DNA of Pylon to promote that. So get in touch if you have any questions on the services and um, opportunities that Pylon offer and stay tuned for Sprint 5 next week when Paul will talk to you about all or nothing thinking and then we'll bring the sprints to a close and we'll get back together and we'll have a really good chat and a long listen for you to take on your long run. Adiós.